Did you know that a chicken can live up to 18 months without its head? We've got all sorts of weird, creepy, and awesome information and more coming up. We got lots of things, so let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Ryan O. Welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. In case you didn't know, I'm Ryan O. This is my show, and I know exactly what you're thinking. Chicken is always good on a pizza. Yes, folks, welcome to Did You Know with Ryan O, the podcast that's all about random facts, information about science, history, biology, geology, cryptology. We got all sorts of G's. But in this case, for this month, we might switch over to H's. We'll see. And for this episode, the H stands for horror. That's right, horror season. We're going to talk about the things that go bump in the night, and I'm not just talking about me running into something because I didn't see it coming. But speaking of something a little bit more predictable, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest for this episode is the one and only Rachel O. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm sleepy. That's weird. Why are you sleepy? I thought this episode was about Sleepy Hollow. Oh. Well, you're in luck because it is. Yay! So let's go get you some coffee and we'll be right back in about 30 seconds, folks. While she's getting refreshed and re-energized, here's what's going to happen. We're going to talk about our giveaway. That's right, folks. If you've been paying attention for the past two episodes, you know exactly what's coming up. It's the word of the week. And this week, the word is freak. So all you have to do is add that to your other words. And then once you get all four, email us to uh, didyouknowryano at gmail.com. And the first one to do so could win a prize. And speaking of prize, hello again, Rachel. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Now, howdy, are you trying to be a cowboy? Are you trying to be a colonial um, time traveler? Or are you trying to be a shark with a hat? Mm, I'm just Southern. Right on. That's fair. <laughs> um, so how are you enjoying your spooky season? Great. I love decorating for the spooky season, which we did part of recently. And uh, I don't know. I'm pretty optimistic about trick-or-treating this year. So, Not that I'm trick-or-treating. <laughs> so with the decoration aspect of it, what are some of your favorite types of Halloween decorations outside? Um, outside, things that I have seen. I do like like the graveyard kind of scene. Um, fog through the graveyard would be fun, but I think that would only be possible to do once and once would be on Halloween to have that fog machine going. Otherwise, it's kind of expensive. Yeah. Um, I also like uh, like ghosts and like ghouls that hang from trees. Those are kind of my favorites. Do you like them to make sound or have special lighting effects? Mm. Maybe lighting effects over sound. I would choose lighting effects over sound anytime. And how do you feel about 
um, people having like background music on constantly? Um, on Halloween during trick or treating hours is cool, but constantly, like the whole month of October, mm, bad form. Because I've seen someone who has like have a holly jolly Christmas when when those decorations come up, it just plays that song over and over and over again. I'm guessing they want someone inside their own home to kill them. <laughs> or they're just not there. And they want people <laughs> to assume that they are. I guess so. Maybe they went on a long vacation. Yes. <laughs> that would be a, a, a great con. It'd be like, hey, I've got all my decorations up always. So you know that I'm always home. <laughs> yeah. Right. Always home. So in our neighborhood, what do you think are some of your favorite um, decorations have been? Like more of like, Fall decorations. Fall decorations. Um, I've seen people with bales of hay and multiple pumpkins. Um, some of them have like carved pumpkins already. I don't know if they're fake or not, but like multiple on their doorstep. That's cool. Or um, I like things that say like welcome fall or harvest time or those kinds of things are fun. Or it's fall, y'all. It's fall, y'all. That's adorable. So with the the pumpkin carving, um, what are some of your favorite designs that you like seeing on jack-o'-lanterns? Well, my favorite is always just the classic jack-o'-lantern face. And sometimes I like making it scary and sometimes I make like making it just kind of smiling. Um, but some of the intricate ones are pretty, pretty cool too. I think one time I saw a haunted house on a jack-o'-lantern and that was pretty sweet. That sounds fancy. Mm-hmm. So then... Uh, so what are some of your least favorite decorations that, you, that you've that you ever seen outside? I mean, I'm not big on the blow-up decorations or characters. Um, but I don't know about least favorite. I kind of like most of the decorations I've seen. Nice. Well, speaking of questions about favorites and least favorites, on, on your last episode, we asked everybody... Um, a fantastic question on the book of faces mm -hmm. and of course that question as i'm scrolling down to find it um let's see it wasn't that one it wasn't that one it wasn't was it that something one. having to do with candy maybe because i think we've talked about candy uh it was what's your favorite fall activity Ooh, fall activity okay yes I mean, two episodes ago we asked that question could involve candy it could involve candy <laughs> um so here's some of our answers we got toddler wrestling probably because of having young kids sure sure um going to a pumpkin patch absolutely um wandering to the pop-up halloween stores that take up over empty Toys R Us or Kmart buildings. Those are fun, but sometimes you kind of just strike out. Yeah, we went to one today and we didn't have a fun experience. No, there wasn't anything really worth anything. Their outdoor decoration space um, was, was small. super small, like 8 by 10, like not much space at all. Yeah. Um, let's see, we got hiking slash color tours. Oh, heck yes. Let's see, apparently the Central Florida Storytelling Society used to have a night of ghost stories at Liu Gardens. Ooh, that would have been real fun. So so that's the thing. Um, we might have to check it out. It says used to. Yeah. Eh, we'll see if it's still going on. Um, going to Florida. 
Sure. Well, if your family's in Florida, of course you want to go to Florida. I, I guess so, yes. Um, let's see. My own mother says eating candy. <laughs> see, candy. <laughs> um, let's see. We got a going north to a cider mill. Ooh, that'd be fun. Um, screaming incoherent coaching points at football players on television. Mm, kind of easy to fall into that trap. Let's see. We got apple picking. Yes. Camping. Ooh, yes. Living in it. I, I mean, I like to live in the moment when it's fall, especially. Uh, we also got marching band. That's awesome. Yeah, football, marching band. Uh, football and tailgating. Oh, yeah. I've never been tailgating, but I bet it's fun. It's an experience. We're going to have to do that, and then we're going to have to talk to people about our tailgating experience. Yeah. It's, we just have to, you know... Have a sport that we can do that. Not this year. Not this year. Maybe next year. Um, taking walks and listening to the crunchy leaves as you walk through them. Oh, I think I wrote that one, even though I didn't. I know I didn't, but you know. And of course, because the question was, what's your favorite fall activity? The response, well, last response was getting back up. Oh, boy. Yep. Choices were made. Uh, yeah, they were. So that was our question from two episodes ago. Of course, if people want to participate in stuff like that, it's super easy. It's all over Facebook, which is Did You Know Rhino? Uh, Did You Know With Rhino? All on Facebook. You don't want to miss out on that sort of awesomeness. Speaking of awesomeness, Rachel, you and I recently spent a lot of time watching a very long TV series. Four seasons. Four seasons of it. Go ahead and tell the kids who are listening what that series was. Ooh, Sleepy Hollow. And tell them all about the, the, the main aspects of the plot. All right. So it kind of involves characters from the traditional Sleepy Hollow, Ichabod Crane, what, myth or something like that, I guess? The original story, short story. Short yeah. story. Um, and it has Ichabod Crane, who was a soldier in the Revolutionary War under the command of George Washington, and he somehow gets fatally injured and put under a spell that wakes up in the year, like, 2014, 2015, something like that. Anyway, in modern times, more modern times, I guess, since it's 2020, um, and he ends up being some kind of biblical character along with a detective and they fight supernatural crime slash real life crime together with their kind of a bit of both miscreant group of friends slash relatives <laughs> they're their scooby gang is they're you refer to fighting them. evil and there's the headless horseman and there's some other strange characters and there's a lot that happens and a lot of craziness that happens and it's fun and interesting and sometimes it's kind of repetitive but what show isn't all in all it was it was an interesting and fun ride so what were some of your um without spoiling anything for the audience what was some of your favorite um aspects about the show i liked um the flashbacks to when Ichabod was a soldier in the Revolutionary War and some of the characters that you got to see like Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson um, and Betty Ross uh, that were 
characters that helped him along in that aspect of his life and also kind of helped solve problems that they had in the current days. It, it's pretty fun watching the direct correlation between their experiences in the past and how he's going to use that exact memory to solve what's happening like right now. Yeah, for sure. And it was interesting because, I mean, obviously the writers love history and love that time period in history because they definitely tied a lot of things woven in what we believe to have been true to the supernatural, which is kind of cool. It, it gives you uh, those people who really like history, but also like mystery. Yeah, history, mystery, and supernatural. If you like those, you should check the show out. How do we describe it one time? It's kind of like um, National Treasure meets Supernatural. Mm, yeah, something like that, but not as probably as intense as Supernatural, because, I mean, that's what, like 14 seasons? Oh, yeah, no, this is like ba barely 70 episodes. Yeah, no. There's a lot that happens in 70 episodes. Oh, totally. Um. <laughs> And so in some of the episodes, you have um, Ichabod and his partner, the, the lieutenant, um, going after demons and creatures and, and ghosties and ghoulies and whatnot. So what were some of your favorite creatures that you saw them t um, tackle? My favorite would probably be just the Headless Horseman, and I liked how he was tied in to... Um, Ichabod's actual life and that part was fun that was fun and I kind of hated how he his character kind of just fell through the cracks a little bit in some aspects I mean he's there but his history isn't yeah the writers at one point decided you know what let's just pretend he's not here anymore and go find someone else I mean yeah basically like that but I mean in the end when you still have the Headless Horseman as a character, he isn't tied to his past at all. He's just the Headless Horseman. Yeah. But it, I liked having that history and seeing him not just as the Headless Horseman, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, uh, kind of like humanizing the character. Which that might be a little spoiler. But anyway. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about, like, favorite things that they battled or whatever. It was, just, it was all... Pretty interesting. I enjoyed them bringing like like a banshee and a in the, or like a siren to life. That was kind of cool. That was kind of cool, I guess. And the um the Wendigo. The the Wendigo and the the army of skeleton soldiers. Yeah. Okay. That they were kind of cool. That sort of stuff always, you know, is is kind of fun. Uh, I remember going to Cedar Point some um, Halloween weekends. And they had like a small group of, of spooktacular people just marching through the street. And it, it was creepy. Their, their entire job was to be creepy. So to see that sort of thing on a television was, was mildly awesome and a half sometimes. Yes. I like seeing like uh, displays of, of that nature where it's creepy or even like armed forces type stuff is fun oh yeah um especially like 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 z zombie so a zombie navy 
would be a ridiculous thing to see in a TV show. That would be fun. Or even like like the the drum line or something like that would be really cool if they were dressed as like revolutionary or civil war soldiers. But like creepy dead, you know, whatever. If it did like a cool drum line session, that would be awesome. Oh sure. That would be pretty awesome. I, I wonder like what sort of song we'd have them do or just crazy beats. Could be crazy beats. That'd be pretty sweet. More like modern, you know, drumline stuff, but that'd be fun. Yeah. So this show was based off of the short story, um, it, like a combination of two different short stories. The first short story, I think, was written by um, Robert Irving. I think so. I'm going to go right here on my magical device because it can pretty much search for anything Sleepy Hollow. Um, but also another combination of Rip Van Winkle. Interesting. Uh, yeah, because the, the Rip Van Winkle aspect was more of a dude who falls asleep and then wakes up a couple of hundred years later. Um but that's kind of weird because Rip Van Winkle was an old dude when he woke back up. But our guy, Mr. Ichabod Crane, not so old. No, not old at all. Mm-mm. There he goes. Sorry, not Robert. Okay, not Robert Irving, but Washington Irving. Washington Irving. Um. So I, not too long ago, had read uh, the short story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And it was an experience. Hmm. Um, some of the wording, of course, it being it being 200 years old, some of the wording was a bit to, to get through. And then once I was able to figure out what was going on, uh, he explained a lot about the town. And he uh, explained a lot about how Ichabod was more of like a, a skittish guy. Mm-hmm. Um, very tall, lanky, and giant nose. So he described his features and whatnot. Um, and he was, it just, it, so that part was a bit weird. Um, the, the difference between the television aspect and this aspect um, of the original source material. But then they had a character um, known as Headless Horseman who was believed to be a Hessian soldier who was um, decapitated by a cannonball in battle that was like their big rumor when they were talking about his story in the actual uh, short story that came out interesting yeah um so some of the stuff was there like it, they talked about Terrytown not being sleepy hollow but then it eventually became sleepy hollow mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of the stuff was similar um C- katrina she was in it Mm-hmm. So she was in the main source material. Um, Ichabod had a horse named Gunpowder. Nice. Who was very tem- tem- temperamental, just um, kind of, you know, skittish and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, so there's there's that aspect. And they also talked about um, Abraham Brom, Brom Bohm's Van Brunt. And so so there's there's that aspect, which we more or less got to hear about in the television series as well. Yes, both Abraham and Katrina's characters make it into the television series, but maybe in a different aspect than the original short story. 
So, so in the short story, one of the weird things um, that they it kind of didn't end how I wanted it to because it was kind of vague. Uh, they said that they said that he was spirited away by supernatural means, um, but they're very vague as to how it happened. But they also alluded to the fact that Ichabod escaping the headless horseman could have also just been him running out of town. True, he could have skipped town to escape the headless horseman. I mean, any of us would probably do the same thing. So, so those are kind of the, the vague aspects of the original story. Now, have you've seen the Disney version, right? Um, I think so. If not, fallen asleep to it. Yes, it was narrated <laughs> by uh, by good old Bing Crosby. Okay, yes, I've fallen asleep to that. <laughs> so he does this this fun song. About dun 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 da 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 da. That, that's pretty much all I know about the song. Um, but my favorite part of that particular version of Sleepy Hollow is uh, the headless horseman chasing Ichabod outside. Like that's like a half of the thing, but it's my favorite part of the entire shindig. Hmm. Fun. Especially when he takes a, a pumpkin for his head. Lights it up and chucks it. Yeah. Kind of epic and creepy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of creepy, um, have you seen the Johnny Depp Sleepy Hollow? I have not. I have tried to watch it and it was a little weird and creepy and I was like, never mind. It's another, um, let's see, what do you call it when someone takes the source material? Oh, creative. Interpretation? Yes, it's, it's a creative interpretation of the source material. Uh, is it entertaining? Yeah. Is it creepy? Totally. Does it kind of go a little bit too far-fetched from the source material? Meh. Eh. But uh, overall, I enjoyed it. Awesome. Definitely not your thing. There's also that one, what is it called? Like the hollow or something? The like one with Katie Kuklo? Ka- Kaylee Kukio. Yes. Yes. That one's good. I like that one. That one's like where they have high school people and it's the the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yep. And it's like that high school kid that's like, I guess, new to town. And I think there's some old creepy guy that no one likes or thinks is weird. And he's the one that like knows everything, of course. You're just talking about like like your basic horror tropes as it is. Pretty much. That was a pretty decent one. People I enjoyed die. that one. I think it's available on like Amazon Prime or something right now. It might be. One and a half. So moral of the story, if there is one, is that I preferred the television show more than the short story and definitely more than the Johnny Depp movie. But I'm not sure if I enjoyed it more than the Disney version. <laughs> That's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, it's different. Good job, Bing Crosby. Oh yeah, because um, just just the the Tim, the guy who played um, Ichabod in the Sleepy Hollow TV show, just super charming. Yeah, very, very charming. And handsome. And handsome. But super charming. He's like oozing it out when he says Lieutenant, not Lieutenant, but Lieutenant. You're like, it, it's like when Lucifer. That's a fancy noise. It's like when Lucifer. Um, decides to say detective. Lieutenant's better. You you think lieutenant's better? Yes. Nice. 
Right on. And so that's what we've got here for our minute on Sleepy Hollow. But we'll be back in just a moment to talk about all sorts of other things after a word from our sponsor. While you're listening to this ad, I'd like you to look down. Now look back up. Are you wearing an awesome shirt that says Team Ryan O? Or a shirt with a duck with a cup spilled over that says Party Foul? Are you also wearing a really cool button that says Did You Know with Ryan O? Or a hat that says Team Ryan O? Or I Know Ryan O? Well, if you're not doing any of those things, you should be. And you can do so by going to zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. That's right, folks. I have my own merchandise shop and you can buy all sorts of amazing awesomeness pertaining to this podcast and show your love by once again going to zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. Wear it, share it, love it. And now back to our show. Did you know with Ryan O. And we are indeed back. So, Rachel, a couple of weird things have happened uh, in the past couple of weeks. Yes. One of those weird things has something to do with this gigantically awesome, cool thing in the sky called the moon. Yes, the moon has been full recently. And something's weird. Uh, I I know that this month is a very peculiar month. Well, of course, it's part of this year, so that doesn't surprise me at all. But um, aren't we going to see another one soon? We are on Halloween night. That's kind of weird and creepy and awesome. So, yeah, we're going to have two full moons in the month of October, one on October 1st and another one on October 31st. And the first full moon on October 1st was known as the Harvest Moon. And that's the full moon that appears closest to the autumnal equinox or the first day of fall. So why would they, do they call it the Harvest Moon because it happens on that day or near that day? No, they call it that because the um, it will light the way for harvesters or the farmers to bring in the final harvest of the season. Oh, that's pretty cool. So they could work even at night. Yes, exactly. They can work that super long day to get all that work accomplished. Nice. And then the second full moon in a month is known as the blue moon or even the hunter's moon. The hunter's moon was because that would allow the hunters to go out and hunt at night to gather food in the to keep you through the winter. Um, but it's called the blue moon now uh, because it is um, something that happens very rarely as far as like the second moon, full moon in the same month. Okay. So the term once in a blue moon because two full moons in one month happen every two and a half to three years. So nice. that's the phrase, once in a blue moon. So it has nothing to do with its color. No, nothing to do with its color. It never really appears blue. But it would be epic if it did. It really would. And um, So two and a half years, that's that's kind of rare. Exactly, exactly. 
And the blue or the full moon slash blue moon hasn't um, occurred across all the time zones on Halloween since 1944, even though a full moon on Halloween in some time zones does occur every 19 years. So the last time this happened, um, you and I were probably trick-or-treating as kids somewhere in the, in the neighborhood. Quite possibly, yes. Yes, and it, indeed. And the next time it happens is going to be, let's see if I'm doing the math right now, that would be uh, 2039? Yes, 2039. If we're still here by then. <laughs> right. So the full moon should rise at 1049 Eastern Time on Halloween. Okay. Yeah. So if you folks are out there and you've got all sorts of creepy decorations, first of all, I want to see your creepy decorations. Uh, yes, we definitely want to see those. So send them to us on Twitter. Just like, just tweet at us because it's at Did You Know Ryan O. Just be like, hey, this is my house. This is what's up. Or you could just shoot us a picture on the email. Did you know Ryan O at gmail.com because we want to celebrate your awesomeness with all the spookiness too. Especially with the light of the moon. That'd be kind of epic. Ooh, that would be epic. Uh, one time when I was in college, you know, a little band camp story. Not actually band camp. Uh, I was in college. I was helping out someone with the photography um, project that I had to work on. And they wanted to do kind of like a headless horseman sort of dealie. And because there was a giant... It was basically a full moon happening. We got some dry ice to create a, a fog aspect going on. And I took my jacket and basically hunched it up with like a little pillow um, around my, like the side of my head in order to make it look like my shoulders were right at the tip of my head. So it looked like I was headless. And the pictures didn't turn out, um, well, I looked okay. The lighting was great because of the moon and the exposure of the camera. But you could you could clearly tell that I was wearing jeans. So poor choice in that aspect. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so when it comes to um, photography with the moon, have you ever experimented with stuff like that? Um, I've taken a few pictures of the moon. It's very difficult. I uh, haven't practiced a whole lot. I've heard that in order to get the, the moon... Um, like to get a good size comparison, you need other images or like stuff in the foreground as well. Yeah, that probably would help a lot to to show how big it is. But lighting wise, you wouldn't really need uh, much on a full moon, like to to accent things because of how bright that thing is. Exactly. No, you would just definitely need a tripod so that your exposure can be longer. Well, speaking of things that are exposed, I thought I found a cool article. Basically, it's it's a bunch of posters that people have created based on board games that they think would be super creepy if they were turned into horror films. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm totally keeping that sneeze in. <laughs> and and the people who are listening are like what sneeze and the answer is that sneeze because <laughs> she's always so quiet when she sneezes you never know it happens I, yeah it takes a, a very uh, attuned person to know that i sneeze 
Yeah, sometimes she just does like a little twitch, and I'm like, bless you. <laughs> I remember in high school sitting in class, and only I think my best friend knew that I sneezed. <laughs> it, it's it's a unique experience, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah. Anywho, um, article about board games being turned into horror movies. Yeah. yeah. So, based on board games that you've played, which ones do you think would make great horror films? Well, I mean... <laughs> uh, like I would say maybe like Candyland could be turned into a horror film so that one's kind of like you're going um, like Hansel and Gretel sort of thing it could yeah sort of like Hansel and Gretel where like there's a house made out of candy and you're trying to walk around but oh all the candy's trying to eat you yeah that would be awful that would be creepy or like Mousetrap but you're the mouse yeah or operation, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Isn't that called Saw? <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> I don't watch those horrible movies. I thought that Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> what about Trouble? <laughs> uh, which one's Trouble? That's the one where like it has the bubble in the middle, I think. And you have to move around the board? And you have to move around the board and you like pop the bubble to get the... That basically rolls the dice, I think. Yikes. I don't know, I didn't play that very often. So you have a giant thing in the center of everything that says, you must move now. Yes, yes. I have this board game called 1313 Dead End, or no, I'm sorry, it's not 1313, it's just 13 Dead End Drive, and it's basically, you have characters that you're trying to make to the front door, and... Okay. Um, there's a portrait on the wall and whoever's portrait is up there is the person that's meant to inherit. So if that's your person that you hold in your hand, cause you have like three or four characters in your hand, then you're trying to get to the front door. And if you make it outside alive, you inherit the money, you win the game. But meanwhile, while it's everyone else's turn, they're trying to kill you. Yikes. There's like a chandelier that can fall on there. There's um, a bookcase, a staircase. They can throw them in the fire or have a statue fall on them. And to me... This is all very creepy. Exactly. It's kind of like Clue, but instead of thinking or people being murdered and you have no idea who it is, you're basically a murderer. <laughs> and so it's a game about being a murderer in a creepy house. Yes, because you're trying to kill off the people that are meant to inherit so that your picture, because once that person is killed off, hopefully your picture will be the one on the portrait. This reminds me of some sort of like Agatha Christie sort of thing going it, on. It probably is kind of like this. In fact, I played it recently with family members and I kind of sit there laughing because I'm thinking, what in the world? This is a kid's game? I think it's for ages like nine and up or something like that. Murder suitable for ages nine and up. <laughs> that should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> That's awful. Uh <laughs> so let's see what other games can we think of let's so long I'm, I'm, right now what i'm gonna do is i'm going of course to the magic of the internet and i'm going to search for the top 10 board games of all time i mean monopoly's probably got to be on there risk yep I mean, those so monopoly's kind of like real life we all live the horror movie of monopoly monopoly you need money if you don't have money you're poor and you starve <laughs> oh that's terrible 
Well, isn't it the main aspect of Monopoly? I guess so. Or or, I usually always end up losing a whole bunch of money. How it's basically been seen of nowadays, Monopoly, you're going to get into a fight. Or there's also the game of life. Oh, sure. (laughs) Um, Taxes due. (laughs) Yikes, that's scary. You now have to pay college tuition for your four children <laughs> yikes um so we've got a uh, risk risk mm-hmm. so how would you turn risk into a horror film i mean that's just like world war three kind of movie i guess okay you, but we just gotta make it a little bit more creepy um zombie world war three love it nice I mean, work there's also the movie what war of the worlds where aliens invade and which is like Settlers of Catan. Sure. I think, because I've actually never played Settlers Me of Catan. Me either, never. I, I think it's a board game about <laughs> I land. Like, I, like, I like Scrabble. Let's make a horror movie about Scrabble. What's, what's a word? I don't know the word. I've got all these letters. I mean, that that would just be called Hangman, right? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. You need to guess the word. Or that's more like Wheel of Fortune horror movie. <laughs> you could make Wheel of Fortune into a horror film. And <laughs> it would then, be called Hangman. <laughs> and then strap someone to the wheel. Oh, that's awful. It, it'd make it even creepier. I mean, I think we're just leaning into Saw. Uh, Battleship, they already turned that into a movie. It's just called Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. <laughs> uh, Clue, they already made that well, into a movie. Duh, that's probably like the best one. Let's see, here's one called... Uh, Dim, Dim, Dominion? I thought that was a Domino's, and I was like, are you okay over there reading the word Domino's? Yes, Domino's <laughs> Indian. Uh, ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride. That could be, I mean, hmm. That would be kind of like Murder on the Orient Express, but a little different in some way and if you want to make it creepier what, what do you add vampires Vampires. or a mummy on the orient express no it's already been done already been done yeah. uh chess wizard's chess i was about to say i think like harry potter already made that sort of in a- um let's see checkers chinese checkers eh. twister oh yes. wait that's <laughs> How do you turn Twister into a creepy horror film? Well, you couldn't call it Twister because that's already taken. Yes. Haha, <laughs> Operation. I see that on the list. Uh, don't break the ice. Oh, man. I remember that. It's available at Target, apparently, according to this, where uh, you don't want to be the player who causes the penguin to fall. Yeah. You just got to tap ice cubes. Basically, it's like Jenga. Yeah. I thought it was like a bunch of sticks. Isn't that the one? That's like a bunch of sticks, and then there's like all the rocks or whatever, and you have the penguin, and you have to like take out the sticks, but you don't want to take out that stick that lets a lot of ice fall through. I think so. I think that sounds about right. Hmm. Um, let's see. You can tell B- I played that a bunch. Boggle. I don't remember Boggle. Bunch of letters and dices. Got to scramble letters. Mm, okay. Mousetrap, Jenga, Mastermind. You crack codes. I feel like I've heard the mastermind, but I don't know. Quirkle? The heck is that? Yep. It contains 108 wooden tiles with 
different color shapes on them. A player starts with six tiles. You use your tiles to create lines on the playing area that have the same color or pattern. Sounds like dominoes. <laughs> Uno. Yeah, Uno. <laughs> Turn Uno into a horror film. That's creepy and ridiculous. Skip your turn. No! <laughs> I'm gonna skip your life. That's also on a t-shirt. <laughs> skip your turn, comma, I'm gonna skip your life. <laughs> or that's that's the tagline for the movie. Oh no. <laughs> yep, that's how that's how it's done. So when you're watching these creepy board game horror films, you're probably going to need some some sweets or some food or popcorn, right? Absolutely. Uh, so one of the cool things uh, about the fall season is that there are some unique flavors that you can find around the harvest. So we found seven flavors that aren't pumpkin spice that are fall related. Okay. Um, so, Rachel, I would like you to try. Uh, I got the seven... So right now, what I'm trying to do is make sure she's not looking, not looking because sometimes she can see over my shoulder. So I'm going to take a picture of these right now. Not looking. Done. Okay. I'm getting hungry, but I'm not looking. Fair. All right. So now that I've got the seven flavors, I'd like you to guess what they are. Let's see. Fall. I would say something to do with apples for sure. Apples is indeed number one on this list. Uh-huh. What about like s'mores? You know, when I think of all, I think of like a campfire and s'mores. No, neither the graham cracker nor the marshmallow or the chocolate are on there. Well, your list is wrong. It could be. Um, what else is fall? That's not pumpkin. Yeah, this is based off of a blog, uh, WebStaurantStore.com. And they're all sweet flavors. Um, some of them are not. So like, like butternut squash kind of thing. Um, super close. It's, um, hazelnut. Ooh, hazelnut. Yeah, hazelnut's on this list. Okay. Well, maybe if apples is on it, then caramel has to be. Totally. Caramel's number two. Caramel, hazelnut, apples, cinnamon. No. Nutmeg. Uh, I don't think any other, um, types of nuts or, uh, I'm just gonna say no. Pecan. Um, <laughs> super close. What is a type of pecan that you'll normally get a flavor of? Candied pecan. Close. Something tree related. Something syrup related. Maple pecan. Yeah, maple is definitely because someone says maple ba bacon cupcakes would be like a fall flavored thing. Sure. Uh, think of something, so now think of more of like, um, Asian flavors. Asian fall flavors. Yeah. This is getting weird. Uh-huh. Um, Korean dim sum. I have no idea. Okay. So th the <laughs> last three on this list are chai. Okay. Chai. Yep. Ginger. Ginger. I was going to say ginger. 
And then there's one last one, and it's a fruit. Um, a fruit in the fall. Pear? That is correct. Oh, yeah. Nice work. So those are some fun fall flavors that aren't pumpkin spice. Interesting. Yeah. I had pumpkin spice for the first time last year. Okay. Because I just, you know, I had to see what all these white girls are talking about. So, I'm just kidding. Everyone's talking about pumpkin spice. Come on. Uh, it's all over So everywhere. I had it and it was okay. It was okay. I have had like a cold brew pumpkin cream thing this year and that was pretty tasty. Nice. I really liked that. Wh- where do you normally obtain this sort of thing? Is that one of your beverages? That's from Starbucks. Okay. So, you know, I've only had two this season and maybe... One in my future has my name on it. Okay. But those are expensive. I know some of my favorite fall flavor combinations involve um, caramel and some malty flavors. And there's a little bit of like wheat flavors into it too. Oktoberfest. Yes, I love me some Oktoberfest. A good Marzen is, is delicious and a half. It sure is. So what what else are some of your favorite fall flavors? Well, as you know, s'mores. Yes, that know. was like the first thing you're I like, mean, s'mores. I mean, I guess people like, I guess, like to associate that with summertime. But we live in central Florida, and it's freaking hot. You don't want to sit outside by a fire. When it's 90 degrees it's, outside? Yeah, 90. <laughs> That's in our dreams. <laughs> We're like 106. But... Uh, you wouldn't even need to put it near the fire. Just put the marshmallow on the ground. And ew, it just it's melt. not going to get toasted enough for that. Gross. That's true. You like your marshmallows almost black. Okay, marshmallow has to be super toasted, and then it goes on to the chocolate, and then the graham cracker. Yum, 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 yum. And then, well, instead of chocolate, you, we've sometimes done Reese's. I, You know what? I fully support that decision, but there is nothing like the original one of the most unique things i've seen a s'more um turn into was a s'more brulee oh yes that's good yep it's a creme brulee and this this brewery that we were in in canada um made like a like a log cabin house with like a little smoking um like cinnamon sticks in the front of it oh it was so good a s'more brulee s'more creme brulee so if you're out there and you want to create something ridiculously delicious and awesome, a s'more brulee is probably the vote from this podcast. Ooh, what about like a s'more brulee martini? Oh, my oh, goodness. See, it, it, that, this is why I married her. She's always one-upping Ooh. me in awesome decisions. Yum. I want to make that. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of awesome decisions, uh, now it is time to come up with the question of the week. And I'm going to give that lovely responsibility to the most awesome person in this room. I married her. It's you. Yeah. My question of the week is if you could take a classic dessert, but to make it into something even better, like instead of brownies, you make it into like a brownie marshmallow sandwich. I'm just making stuff up, you know. But, you know, like s'mores into s'more brulee. So what would you do? 
So if you could augment an already existed dessert into something else, what would it be? Yes. Awesome. Right on. Well, you heard it here, folks, on the podcast. If you'd like to answer that question or some other question or just want to say, hey, what's up? You can do so by checking us out on Facebook, Did You Know Rhino. Uh, you can check us on uh, Twitter at Did You Know Rhino. Or you can email us, Did You Know Rhino at gmail.com. Thank you very much, Rachel, for joining us on this most epic adventure. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun and very delicious sounding. And for those of us here, to those of you out there, we hope that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time. Did you know it?